Hey everyone. As you know, I'm a huge fan of living a healthy lifestyle, including taking the right supplements. Collagen is one of my favorite supplements. It is the most abundant protein in the human body. As we grow older, we break it down faster than we can replace it. This loss affects our skin, nails, hair, muscles, joints, and tendons, bones, and gut, making us look and feel old. Totem Voss is a wellness company that created a collagen chew for a real-life person, the 78-year-old mother of the founder. As a result, the quality is unrivaled. Totem Voss chews contain equal part deep-sea Icelandic cod, domestic grass-fed beef, and organic chicken bone broth, along with companion ingredients such as vitamin C for full collagen synthesis. These varied sources address a greater range of collagen needs within the body. Their customers are reporting results with such problems as rosacea, osteoarthritis, osteoporosis, degenerative disc disease, as well as improved hair, skin, and nails. Practitioners are finding the juice to be an effective tool in restoring gut health. You can find Totem Voss, that's T-O-T-U-M-V-O-S, at getchews.com. That's getchews.com. Use code DRDIVA, that's D-R-D-I-V-A, for an additional 10% off your first order. There's all this confusion around masculine feminine energy, and we've all just got to realize that we house both of the energies inside of us and they're supposed to work in harmony when that happens for us as individuals it's going to impact the whole collective and that is how we're going to really see a different world than what we currently live in today we're definitely in the transition of that now and there's growing pains for sure but it's coming i do believe that hello this is dr diva nagula Welcome to From Doctor to Patient, where our goal is to bring you topics of discussion that will educate you on the various healing modalities to help balance the mind, body, and spirit. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of From Doctor to Patient. Today, I'm joined with Sarah Flynn. She is a spiritual growth and transformation coach, speaker, and mentor who helps lightworker women to rise up in life and business as they awaken activate, and ascend. Sarah's mission is to guide her clients back to the truth of who they are so they can step into their goddess power and create a vision of purpose and meaning. Sarah, how are you? Thank you so much for joining me this morning. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm doing amazing. Thank you. And I'm so excited to be on your podcast. Oh, thanks for saying that. And it's a pleasure to have you on the show. And we were talking a little earlier before we we went live about spiritual awakening and journeying and our stories, essentially. And I'm really interested in learning more about your awakening and how this has impacted life and like what kind of a life you were leading prior to the awakening. And then what kind of a life are you leading now? Oh yeah, I would for sure love to share that with you. So my life prior to a spiritual awakening was a life of doing the things that you would typically do to fit in to society, um, getting all of the tick box things, you know, feeling like my success and my happiness really lied in my ability to achieve and produce and be productive. So I was always very much like a 
a high achiever. You know, I was the first one in my family to go to university and I was really proud of all of these things. But in hindsight, like that was my wounds itself, really doing things for my parents' approval, for, for love, um, for validation. And it was never the truth of who I was at my core, but I didn't know this because the amount of conditioning and programming that was on top of all of that was, you know, I just wasn't aware of the truth of who I was at this point. So what that path ended up unfolding into was I got into a long-term relationship quite young. I was 18 and that relationship lasted 11 years. Um, This relationship was not a healthy relationship that I was in. And so it was just another way of, I guess, breaking down my confidence and my power and really understanding who I truly was until 11 years later, I found myself at that important point of rock bottom where you're like what is this life that I have created and so I would say that my life prior to my awakening was very much fear driven I had a lot of fears there was a lot of insecurities Um, I was a people pleaser and I was just kind of allowing life to happen to me rather than me knowing that I was the creator of my life and the creator of my destiny So I had a lot of amazing visions. I'm a very visual, visionary type person. I always had a strong sense that I was here for something more. I always knew that there would be a shift in my life where I would claim my power back, if you will. But it took me many years to actually build up the confidence or the awareness to even begin to do that. And I think the the big shift for me was reaching the age of 28. Um, The age of 28 is a pivotal year for anyone who follows in astrology. We go through our Saturn return. And I think also just the urgency factor of approaching 30, I started to think I really thought my life would be completely different than what it is um, right now. So I guess with the urgency plus, you know, the energies of the Saturn return, I started to begin to think outside of the box in terms of Surely I'm, you know, I've always had this belief that I'm here for a higher purpose. I've always had this deep soul kind of connection to a soul purpose. What is it? Um, So I started to ask questions. And I think that was the pivotal moment where I really started to tune into spirituality to a source, to the universe, whatever that might be. Had no idea at that point. It was just the universe to me. But I started to ask for questions. I started to pray for strength. I started to ask for clarity. I started to ask to be shown, like, I want to contribute to the world. So please, will you show me how I can show up in the highest possible way? And, you know, please use me. Please allow me to be of service. And if you ask, you will receive. It wasn't long before I started to get the visions. I started to get the downloads of what I was supposed to do. And what that really looked like for me was I was really shown how my life up until that point was a life of wounded um, feminine energy and more of an overarch in my masculine energy. Um, So I'd gone to university, I'd got a construction degree, I worked on building sites, like all of these things where I was trying to fit into kind of like that masculine um, world that we know. And it was like, your your purpose is to really empower 
women who've got lost in this overarching masculine energy and also their, their, their wounds and all of the stuff um, to strip them of all of that, to help them peel the layers back um, because they have divine gifts within them to offer the world and you're going to help them to activate those and you're going to help them to begin to show up and share that with the world. Mm. So that is where I began. Um, that is where I am at now and that is the work I do day to day. That's fantastic. I'm glad you you experienced the awakening as we all can share the gifts that you're going to be showering. So thank you for that. You mentioned a few things and I wanted to more or less define them for listeners. Like masculine versus feminine. Can you compare and contrast? Yeah, of course. So this actually has nothing to do with gender, just to clarify that. Like every single human being, we all have masculine and feminine energy that lives within us. And what we've seen, you know, if we know that the outside world is a direct reflection of our inner world, the outside world that we've been living in, in the past was very structured, linear, systemized, logical. And this is very much kind of like the strengths of the masculine energy that we hold. But we haven't really seen a world, which I believe we're moving toward more towards into now, we haven't really seen a world that also values space, flow, creativity, nurture, right? So this is kind of like the, the differences between the masculine and the feminine that we each hold within. What we all need is to have that imbalance for each of us. If you have any overarching, whether it's overarching masculine and, or an overarching feminine, your energies are out of balance. So you're, gonna, you're not going to be in your most um, productive or high vibe state. You know, for example, a woman who is too much in her flow and doesn't have enough structure, that's just as harmful as someone who's got so much structure and no space for flow. So that's kind of like the differences. They work in harmony if we can allow them to. I just believe that we've never truly been educated on how to bring these into balance. But obviously with everything that's happened in the world right now, this is our opportunity for us to begin to bring these energies into balance within ourselves. I couldn't agree with you more. And I believe it's, it's you know, start of this year or, or the end of last year where we moved into Aquarius. So that's really more of where the feminine energies, it's, it's what this is all about. And, uh, you know, I live right outside of Washington, D.C. And it is the heart of masculine energy. And it is just, uh, you can just, it's palpable. And it's unfortunate because this is where the heart of the world can arguably be. And uh, unfortunately, it's just, it's, there's a lot of masculine energy and it needs to sh shift and it needs to shift soon. And I think that's a lot about what this whole year has been about is the struggle of letting go of that masculine energy and understanding and accepting and transitioning into the female energy not necessarily completely over, but more or less tapping into that where it's very uncomfortable for a lot of people who are used to being in their, in their masculine self, me including. And uh, it's what I've been working on all year and last year. And I actually really like being more in my feminine. And I like that role. It just feels more at ease. And the masculine role is there. And the masculine role is the, is the worker bee, get stuff done. 
you know, and then the feminine role is more about the visionary, right? And, and uh, the nurturer. So I, I, I have definitely stepped into that role and, and, and it serves me really well. And I, I feel like that's what's going on in this world. It's just, you're feeling that shift and the masculine is just, whew, it's, it's in an uproar because it doesn't like that feminine. Yeah, it takes a lot for us to surrender, you see. And this is, you know, the feminine is very much about surrender. Like, you know, you're right, your masculine will get things done. And, you know, when you've got like a business or a vision or a deadline or a project, like your masculine is going to step up to the plate and get that stuff done. But what we don't prioritize or value is we never also allow for the space on the other side after you've got that thing done to then surrender into flow, creativity, nurture, and to fill your cup up again before you almost go back into action taken mode. So I think it's, I think it's gorgeous that you honor and and even have an awareness of those energies within yourself and that you can see the beauty and the value of the feminine energy within you. And it's interesting because men haven't, I guess, been given the space to tap into their feminine in the past and it's almost been classed as a weakness if a man was to be too vulnerable or in touch with his feminine side and so there's all this confusion around masculine feminine energy and we've all just got to realize that we house both of the energies inside of us and they're supposed to work in harmony when that happens for us as individuals it's going to impact the whole collective. And that is how we're going to really see a different world than what we currently live in today. Um, So I think that's super exciting. I mean, we're definitely in the transition of that now and there's growing pains for sure. Yeah. But it's coming. I do believe that. And I feel that that is the true reset that we are all, you know, you're hearing the words reset in every economic uh, power you know, uh, that's in this world. And and right now, in my mind, what we have to do is is do our own personal reset where we are in balance of the feminine and masculine. And what I really would like to know is how you approach your clients in coaching them on having more of a balance of the feminine or masculine if they're on the other side. So what strategies do you use to help them achieve a balance of the masculine and feminine? Of course. So I typically tend to attract clients to me who have a very similar background to me. They're typically very familiar with their masculine energy and they know how to get stuff done and they're brilliant at what they do. But what they're really seeming to struggle with is that connection to their femininity. So the first thing I begin to do is help them to make space. I think that's where we always begin in terms of what can we begin to take off your plate? Like, here's the thing. And this was the same for me as well. The reason these women are so busy doing all of the time and filling up all of their space with things that they need to do is usually because they've got trauma within or fears within that they don't want to get still enough to focus on or to feel. So even that concept of getting them to slow down and make space is really scary to them because they kind of go into this space of, well, who am I without doing all of this stuff that validates me? But also I'm scared of what I might feel once I actually slow down. So we begin with that. 
We then begin to look at um, codependency, which is a similar thing. You know, with, within codependency, we get addicted to either people or things to to um, fulfill ourselves and just to feel validated or because we feel not strong without these addictions or things that we feel attached to. So we start to look at codependency. We start to look at which cords we can cut around that. We start to tighten up their boundaries. Um, Usually my clients have been saying yes to a lot of things where really they mean no. And so their energy is completely depleted. Um, And then we start to go into all of the other stuff, such as inner child healing, where when they were growing up, you know, what was the lessons that they learned? I know personally for me, um, growing up, my story was I made a very conscious decision when I was younger to be more masculine. And that was because of the dynamic that I saw in my parents. My dad was the one who went to work, got all of the, the money in, and he was praised for that. My mum was the housewife who looked after the family and made a beautiful home and she didn't get any praise for that. In fact, she actually got talked about really badly for not having a job when she was bringing up four children. So I remember being super young and being like, if I want to be respected in this world or if I want to be successful and I want to have money, that means I'm going to have to be more like my dad. So we can start by looking at somebody's background to understand where these um, beliefs and thought patterns and energy imbalances actually originated from. And then from there, we begin to tap more into the spiritual side of things. I specifically help them to work with divine feminine energy, divine feminine goddesses. Um, we can call upon the, the the spirit, the energy of certain goddesses to help us embody the qualities that they possess. And then from there, we journey down and I bring them into their womb space. And there's this whole other world that opens up when we begin to connect with womb consciousness. A lot of us women, and I was one of them, have grown up in a world where we've just never been taught anything about that part of our bodies to the level of magic that it actually holds. We've been given a very sciencey kind of like overview of the facts and like, this is what it does. (laughs) This is what's going to happen as you grow up. But that's it. It was really missing the the magic and I guess the, the ancient wisdom piece for a lot of us. And so as we begin to reconnect with womb consciousness, align our life with the power of our cycles and get more into a feminine flow, honoring our bodies, and this is where everything begins to shift and expand and open up. Hey, Dr. Diva here. Thank you to all my listeners who supported my book and helped to make it a huge success. You all have helped us hit number one in Barnes & Noble, number one in oncology, cancer, healing, and medical eBooks, and number 21 in all of the Kindle store. You've also helped us hit number three on the Wall Street Journal bestseller list. If you haven't received your copy, you can find it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or booksatmillion.com. Visit from doctortopatient.com to become part of our growing community of health and wellness aficionados and to learn more. If you like our book and podcast, please go to amazon.com to write a five-star review and go to Apple Podcasts 
to also write a five-star review on this podcast or any of our episodes that you've enjoyed. We need reviews to attract and secure top-notch guests for this show. Thank you so much for your support. When you're talking to your female coaches and allowing them to step into their goddess power, sometimes the issues of womb healing come about. What exactly are you doing and what, what, what's the cause of you know, injuries to the womb or why is there need of womb healing specifically for females? Yeah, I would love to share that because it took me to go on my own womb healing journey to understand the need for that. And here's the thing. We as women store, it's, and I don't know why this is, but it's almost like we hold so much fear and pain in our womb space. There's many different reasons why, you know, we can, we can store trauma from this lifetime in it. If we've been through traumatic experiences, we'll store the fear and the pain of that energy in our womb space unconsciously. There's also what we need to consider is we bring in maternal traumas because of mitochondrial DNA. So we were an egg inside of an egg, inside of an egg, inside of an egg, going up the maternal lineage. And I think it's been scientifically proven that we can hold trauma within our DNA now from seven generations back. So whatever your you know, mum's mum and, and all the way back seven generations back, whatever they were experiencing then, and whether there was fear, pain or trauma in their life, which there typically was, especially for women generations back. If we look back at when, you know, women were getting called witches and killed, whether they've been through sexual abuse, um, bad partnerships, friendships, any of the things, that fear of pain and trauma is not just stored within that woman's DNA, it's actually getting passed down generation to generation. So I was mind blown when I learned all of this because I thought, well, I've had, you know, my own kinds of painful experiences and relationship and things like that. And then I was like, okay, so I've got that fear, pain and trauma that I'm holding down in my womb. But then it turns out that if I start to look into the maternal lineage and I see what the women of my family have experienced and the fear, pain, and trauma that they've gone through, now I'm just like, oh, wow, that's a, that's a lot of energy that I'm suppressing and storing in like a really negative way. And then, of course, we have just got like the suppression of the energy, full stop, um, the way that society has been. It's not been a society that's allowed us to express our feminine energy. We've been living in systems and structures and in a very linear way and almost conditioned or, you know, unconsciously programmed to kind of like suppress sexual energy or religions have had to suppress it and make it think, make us think it's a bad thing and things like that. So all of this conditioning, all of this fear, all of this pain, all of this trauma from all of these different sources is stored then in our womb space and what can happen and i'm speaking from my experience and some of the the women who i've worked with as well we can be walking around almost only awake from the top up and you feel so disconnected from the lower part of your body because you become completely numb 
And it's almost too painful to even bring your awareness to that part of your body and those lower chakras because you know that energetically it's dense down there and you just don't want to face it. And this was me for many years. I was all up here, very happy to dive more into my spirituality as long as it took me higher, 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 higher. But I was too scared to go into anything that would take me into my lower chakras because I could feel the density and I just didn't want to face it. Okay. So how that manifested for me, and it, I guess it can manifest in many different ways for women, fertility issues, um, how it manifested for me personally was abnormal smear results and mm. um, precancerous cells. And that was because the energy that was then manifesting, 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 turned into, you know, physical, a physical manifestation of all of the, the toxic energy that I was holding. So yeah, we can, you know, it might be that women have really painful monthly cycles, fertility issues, precancerous cells, cervical cancer, any of the things. And if we get to the root of it on a spiritual level, um, it's coming from that place of fear, pain, and trauma. So that was basically my wake up call as to why we need to do womb healing was I went through that process of being told I have precancerous cells and I was very deep into my spiritual journey at this point. And I was like, I know that on some level I've manifested this and I know that on some level this is a wake-up call for me to actually look at what I might be holding that would have caused this physical manifestation. And so that's what kind of opens up the whole world of digging into the maternal lineage, understanding and releasing my own pain and trauma, and then being able to offer that to other women as well. Does it really matter what you're releasing? I mean, like you said, we carry trauma seven generations back. And some of these physical manifestations, we don't know if it's arising secondary to the generational trauma or ours or a combination. Does it really matter when you're starting to do the healing process? I don't feel like it does matter. Like as long as you're transmuting and releasing and healing, I think spiritual in, in spirituality, like intention is everything. So if our intention is to release, that's all we need to know. Um, and that was certainly my intention. I don't think I ever knew specifically whether I was releasing something of mine or something of a previous generations. Um, but I, I walked that path all of the same and really did the groundwork on it by, by not being afraid to look at the things that I've been too scared to look at for such a long time. And how do you approach people when they've never done this deep work before and like people don't immediately go to that spot, right? I mean, it's, there's a reason why it's shut off and there's so much fear and, and they just don't want to go there. And, and that not only holds true for females in this particular situation, but it also holds true for anyone that's trying to do deep inner work. And it's, it's people just don't have the patience, nor do they want to go into that space and, and to feel those deep emotions and, and ultimately release them and energetically feel, you know, whole again. And it's like, what do you do to get to cross those barriers and, and to bring those walls down? Yeah. So I really feel like 
the kind of deep stuff, especially the womb stuff, it really calls you. It's like not something that I have ever needed to bring some of these walls down so that they're ready to do it. They they come to me with an inner knowing and it's like the inner voice, the inner whisper has just got so loud that they're like, I can't ignore this anymore. There's something that I need to release. Um, and they might not know what that is and, and we don't until we start to peel back the layers and just really begin to question all of their conditioning and programming and stories that they've been living in um, and helping them just rewrite the narrative on that. But I would say that was even my perspective. And for any of your listeners who are even feeling remotely intrigued by like womb consciousness, I would say trust that because for me, I ignored the fact that I knew that I was getting called to do that for maybe a year or two. And I just kept pushing it away in that avoidant state of mind because it did feel really scary to go there. But it was, that's why mine manifested into a physical manifestation of precancerous cells, which of course, at that point I was like, okay, I can't ignore it any longer. I'm going to have to face it because it's manifested into something mm. physical. But you will reach that point where the inner voice gets so loud or the pain and discomfort of living with this kind of thing it's that is just feels like it's missing for you. Yeah. Um, and it almost becomes too much to bear. And then you just, you almost develop that inner strength and courage to go where you need to go to heal. Yeah. So you're, what you've been saying and what I've been gathering is that you know a lot of these manifestations that are present in females specifically in the pelvic region or other areas uh, around that vicinity can be something that requires deep womb healing sessions or, or session to really clear the energy and from your coaching your perspective like how soon after you go into the work to do the deep cleansing on a spiritual level will these clinical manifestations disappear or start to subside? So I, first of all, you can a million percent do like a womb ceremony as a one-off thing and experience uh, profound shifts and shift some energy. Um, but of course, with anything, I think you've really got to take a look at your lifestyle and really begin to implement this into your lifestyle. As with anything, especially when it comes to health, we have to make lifestyle changes, not just super quick um, quick fixes. We know that they don't typically exist. Um, so I would I would say to anybody who maybe you know, feeling into that, how long would this take? Honestly, everybody's journey is completely different. I think this is the beautiful thing about spirituality and our soul healing. There's not a single blueprint that we can give out there that fits everyone. Um, what I would say though is really begin to start by looking at your lifestyle. Um, are you living in such a way that isn't honoring and nurturing your feminine energy cycles and self? Do you feel as though you need to suppress sexual energy or not be like a, a sexual being because you're scared of being judged, for example? Certain things like this can begin to help you tune into whether maybe you're harboring and suppressing your, your feminine energy there. Something that keeps coming to mind is my cousin just recently experienced a miscarriage and that was her wake-up call. So she's been building businesses. She's been very successful. She's created an amazing vision. 
but she never once had that connection to the feminine. She was always in a masculine. And so watching her go on this journey now of beginning to implement everything that she's learning, I would honestly say the work never stops. Yeah. I don't feel the work ever stops. I'm the same. It opens a whole new world for you to step into, to really begin to learn about your body, your womb, the power, the magic that it holds spiritually, just the way that we can, um, so our womb is a, is a portal of creativity. We only associate it with it being a portal of creativity for a baby, but we forget that it's a portal of creativity for anything. That book that you want to write, that vision that you want to create, if we're working in harmony with our womb space, we get to create from a more effortless space. So yeah, it's a, it's a lifestyle change and you would see results instantly if you were committed to the journey, Yeah. but it's as with anything, it's a practice and it's, it's pulling yourself back away from maybe habits that have run you all of your life and really creating new empowering habits that serve you and that serve your body. Fantastic. And when people come to you, are they coming to you from all walks of life or is there a specific genre of folks that, that you're seeing? Yeah, I would say all walks of life, to be honest, um, all different age groups. Um, it really doesn't matter. I think pain, fears, traumas, like whether we're aware of it or not, it, it lives within us, whether they're ours or not. We, we can be so impressionable by what we've witnessed in just the outside world as well. So doing the, we're all here to heal. We're all here to grow. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it's open to everyone, this work. Men included, men included on the, on the womb work as well. And I didn't really understand that for quite some time. But men have been birthed through a womb as well. And so they feel that connection to womb consciousness or maybe even that desire to have a deeper understanding of that within a woman. It's kind of like the missing piece in society that isn't really spoken about or deeply understood. Mm. Oh, very well said. I didn't think about that. Sarah, it was awesome having you on the show. And for people who want to find more information about you or enroll in your coaching program, how, how can they find you? Yes, a million percent. Thank you for having me. So for anybody who would like to connect further, you can check out my website, which is sarahjflynn.com. I'm also on Instagram at Sarah X Flynn. Um, and you can find me over on Facebook as well. But yeah, I would love for you to head on over and connect with me and just share anything that has been a takeaway for you or something that you didn't know, but now you know. Well, great. Thank you so much again, Sarah. Thank you. Thank you for having me.